New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. It is only through a change in human consciousness that the world will be transformed. The personal and the planetary are connected. As we expand our awareness of mind, body, psyche, and spirit, and bring that awareness actively into the world, so also will the world be changed. This is our quest as we explore new dimensions. We would never think of going into some sort of legal partnership without the benefit of a signed contract by both parties. These contracts have proven themselves to be most beneficial for all parties. They make for clear communication and lay out streams of accountability. They are the beginning of a dynamic endeavor and even provide steps for action. So why not make contracts for ourselves to ourselves? If these contracts are so good for creative endeavors between people, wouldn't it follow that they can be most beneficial for achieving our own personal desires, hopes, and dreams? Today we'll be talking about just that, our personal life contracts, with our guest Joel Fortinos. Joel Fortinos is Vice President at Penguin Random House Publishers and publisher of the Tartar Penguin imprint. He's also a licensed minister for the Centers for Spiritual Living. He's the author and co-author of several books, including The Prayer Chest, Multiply Your Blessings, A Little Daily Wisdom, Think and Grow Rich Starter Kit, Think and Grow Rich Journey, Enhance and Enrich Your Path to Success, and My Life Contract, a 90-day program for prioritizing goals, staying on track, keeping focused, and getting results. Join us for the next hour as we explore achieving our personal hopes and dreams with our guest, Joel Fortinos. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I'll be your host. Welcome to New Dimensions. Joel, welcome. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me here. It's my pleasure. Joel, I want to go back to your beginnings when you first discovered the need for such a thing as a life contract. So let's go back to those early beginnings. Can you describe that for us? Sure. Well, uh, the first thing I'll say is when I discovered it, the subtitle of the book, Prioritizing Goals, Staying on Track, Keeping Focus, and Getting Results, those were the exact opposite of my life. And that's what I was looking for. And I'm a businessman by trade, and every day I deal with contracts. And the beauty of contracts is that they make things simple and clear. So one party has a grievance. You look at the contract to see who's correct or what 
each responsibility for each party is. And I thought to myself, why can't I do these things? And I realized I wasn't making it a priority enough in my life to stay on track and and to follow the goals that I had. So I thought, what if I make this a contract with myself? What if I took my own life as seriously as I take the contracts in my business? And that shift changed things for me. And at the time, I didn't have a full program like I do now. I was stumbling my way into it through trial and error. But through trial and error, I found the things that really worked for me. And clarifying what I wanted and what I was willing to do, what my responsibilities toward what I wanted, really set me off on a journey that continues to this day. I mean, it it changed everything for me. Well, Joel, going going back to the early times, you had an incident where where you were in debt. Yes. And you went to some sort of consultant about yes. your debt. And that person said, okay, well, let's see, I've got you all figured out for in 23 years, you will get out of it. So can you describe a bit of that? Because I think that personal story might help people relate to what you're talking about. Right. I'm I'm reaching for the book so I can remember all of it as clearly, but I, I do have that memory in my mind so clearly. I had 23 active credit cards, and... My salary was not very large. It was far less than the nearly $60,000 that I had in personal credit card debt. And I don't know why it took me to almost 60000 before I knew that something had to change or it was going to lead to very disastrous results. That's a lot of money. I was in my late 20s then, mm-hmm. and uh, although I'm still in my late 20s. But, <laughs> well, you look at <laughs> But um, so what I did is I thought something's got to change here and I, I need to, to get out of debt. I need to make that a priority now. And so the first thing that I did was I cut up my credit cards. That was the first action that I took. And then I took all of my bills, all of my statements, my checking account and everything, and I went to an accountant because I thought, who knows money better than an accountant? And I handed all the stuff over to this person. He, he had a cubicle, and he sat behind his desk at the cubicle, and it was back in the day when the, the calculators made a right. and a little piece of paper would go up higher every time he pressed enter. And he was doing and on and on and on. And he was looking at everything, and finally, when he was done, he looked at me with the biggest smile on his face because he, he thought he had figured out my future for me in the best possible way. And he said, well, Mr. Fotinos, if, if you do not spend another dime on your credit card ever again, and if your salary raises at X percent every year over the next X number of years, the good I've got great news for you. You will be out of debt in 23 years. <laughs> He thought he had just given me a prize or something like the best news in the world. But inside, I just, it felt, what felt dark and suffocating suddenly felt completely hopeless. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for anybody who's ever had debt or has debt, they know what that feels like. That sense of 23 years, I mean, Mm -hmm. 
23 years. It just, it felt— And never charge another And never charge thing. anything again. And um, so when I went home—actually, that was when I went home and cut up the credit cards and realized I have to do something different now. And it can't be 23 years. I'm going to have to figure something else out. And what I didn't know then, because then it felt like the worst moment— or one of the worst moments of my life, what I didn't know then was that that was really an awakening. Mm-hmm. That was a, a door opening um, for me. And if I knew then that now, all these years later, I would be sitting here across from you talking about that moment and what I did to get out of debt, I would never have believed it. It wouldn't have seemed real. And you actually then got out of debt within, what, three years or something like that, two and a half? Yes. And so what I did is I dedicated my life to getting out of debt and what works, what doesn't work. I read every single book, which I all charged all of them on my credit cards because <laughs> uh, I had saved one, the one credit card. I was going to say one one credit card. It was okay. an American Express, though, so okay. I had to pay it off. Yeah, um, okay. That was before American Express. You could rotate payments. But— um, yeah, so I bought every book, and I and I saw that most of the books that I bought on money management, first of all, I had no interest in learning about money management per se, um, and they also made it so complicated that I, even though I was a businessman and handled budgets, I wasn't handling personal finance. That's why people go to accounting you know school mm-hmm. to become an accountant it is a very particular science and um but then i also noticed something in all of the forwards of these books that i was reading they all seemed to mention the same book as their inspiration and that was a book called thinking grow rich by napoleon hill and so i thought why am i buying all these other people's books, why don't I just go to Napoleon Hill's book and start reading it? And that book, along with a a few other books, really unlocked my future. What Napoleon Hill wrote about changed the behaviors and the thought system that I had about money. And it took me a few times reading it and doing it, but I figured the book out in a way for me that worked. And I used a, a version, my own version of his teachings, which is what I write about and teach about and do workshops about. I use a, my own system of it to um, stay focused, all, everything my subtitle says, to prioritize the goals, stay focused. Mm-hmm. And instead of 23 years, it took just over three years for me uh, to pay off that entire debt. But then beyond that, it I continued to use it, and it ended up helping me to make more money than I've ever thought possible and to uh, find love and to do this and to do that. I'm finally, finally, finally using it for uh, the thing that I've been avoiding all these years, which is to really get super healthy and to lose weight. And so I've been using my own book now uh, for the last few months, and I've lost 44 pounds so far. And I thought, why didn't I start using this program for that earlier? But I was using it on all the other areas of my life first. Yes. And um, 
So when the, these finished copies came in and I took the first one out of the box, I thought, wow, another new 90-day journey. What can I start? What can I start? And my, my mind popped up, uh, use it on your body. And I thought, no, what can I start? What can I start? <laughs> use it on your body. No, what can I start? And finally I gave in. Yeah, It's right. been amazing, right. though. It's been amazing. And it's wonderful. I, you, you flipped open the book uh, earlier when you first sat down, and and I can see that you have all this writing in it. You have your goals. I I know you're on what day day what day seven day uh, five. Well, on this day particular nine. ninety days, yeah. I'm on day eight. Day eight. Yeah. This time, every ninety days, I start a new book, and Fabulous. I've been doing that for years. Yeah. But yeah. you know what I've learned about that is, every ninety days, it allows me to go back and say, what are my goals? Mm-hmm. You know, 90 days is long enough you can begin to see some results, but it's not so long that it feels like you're locked into one thing for the rest of your life because we grow and we change. And so every 90 days I have to stop and say, now what? So as you pointed out, it's not just about changing your finances, but it's about love relationships, it's about health, it's about whatever it is, about changing your your job or your career. Right. Uh, it can be about a whole lot of things. I want to remind our listeners that I'm here with Joel Fotinos, and he's the author of My Life Contract, a 90-day program for prioritizing goals, staying on track, keeping focused, and getting results. And if you want to know more about his work, you can go to his website, joelfortinos.com. And he spells his last name F-O-T-I-N-O-S, joelfortinos.com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. You're listening to New Dimensions. I'm here with Joel Fortinos, and he is the author of My Life Contract, 90-Day Program for Prioritizing Goals, Staying on Track, Keeping Focused, and Getting Results. So, Joel, let's talk about the actual My Life Contract. What is it? Well, for me, what My Life Contract is is a way of getting very clear about the goals that you have or the qualities that you want, committing to them. And then, most importantly, because those parts are, believe it or not, easier for people. It's the third part that's the hard part, which is taking action and staying the course. And what I have found is that, because now I've 
as I began developing this, you know, it took me a long time. I didn't have a program per se. I developed and I began teaching classes and people wanted me to make it into more of a, of a systematic thing for them, which helped me as well. And so that's how it began to be a program. But what I noticed is that when people actually did this, like I did, they had results that would happen so fast. And, you know, it's so funny for me to say that because I, I feel like I'm kind of the anti-Tony Robbins in a way. Because I don't want to stand on stage and say, buy the program mm-hmm. and everything will be fabulous. For I'll, That may or may not be true. But for me, it comes from a, a different place. It doesn't come from the place of just have more get more. It comes from a different place. I, I brought this quote about that, or I, I thought of it just as we were talking, which is a quote from Thomas Merton, who's one of my mentors, I guess you could say. And he wrote in one of his books, he said, the question, am I happy, is the wrong question. The real question is, am I free? Am I developing the freedom God gave me? And for me, the area at the beginning, the area of finances was the area that I was the least free in my life. I felt like a prisoner of my circumstances. I felt completely isolated. I felt like life had forgotten me. I felt like there was no way out from this. I was completely not free, and I needed to find a way back to freedom. And that's where this comes from, is is to help people to look at their lives and say, where are you not free? Where do you nice. feel like you are imprisoned or in chains about something? And how do you get from prison to freedom, metaphorically, in your life? And here's what worked for me. And um, so that's, that's, you know, in a way, it's paying it forward. It's this is what I learned through trial and error so that maybe your journey can be a little less messy than mine was. And I know, Joel, with the program, one of the things that that it helps us with is persistence and consistency. Yes. And I, I know I've I've started it because I, I, I thought, okay, I'm going to try this. And I wrote down a goal, and then now I'm on my fourth day. Okay, good. And what I noticed is that in in doing the priorities for the day, as I think about my day, and I'll let you describe that, that each day I've done something for that, and I could see where I wanted to get distracted. Right, yeah. Well, one of the interesting things about our lives is that we often prioritize the things that mean the least to us ultimately. We prioritize watching television. We prioritize browsing on the internet. We prioritize answering emails, uh, spending hours and hours on Facebook. We prioritize getting into dramas with our family or friends. We prioritize in every possible way. And then oftentimes we can turn around and say, well, I wonder why I'm not getting further along in my life. Or why is that novel not being written? Or why I can never figure out what my dream is. But we can't figure out what our dream is when we treat it so small and unimportant in our lives that we prioritize everything else before it. So what I tell people is, in the process, the first thing you need to do is figure out what it is that you want. And I lead people through. Some people know that. They, they already know exactly what it is they want. A lot of people, though, don't know. So I lead them through a process to help them figure out, if not the thing, 
at least a thing that they can move towards. Now, I think that's an important point because if if we look at our life, we might be overwhelmed by all the things we would like to do. Right. And and therefore, it's kind of a smorgasbord of of things. So you you have a way of helping us to kind of hone in on one thing. It yes. may not be, as you said, you've you've gone gone through this program many times. Right. So you've you've used a lot of different goals, but you've focused on one kind of particular goal at a time. Yes. Well, one of my mentors said to me years ago, the way to have everything is to do one thing at a time well. And so over the years, what I've noticed, the people who come to my workshops generally will fall into two categories. One category is they'll say, I have never known exactly what I want to do, and I have no idea now. And people talk about this thing that you're supposed to do, and I don't know what it is. And the other half of the people will say, there are so many things I want to do. I don't know how to narrow it down to just one thing. I, there are too many th- choices to choose from. But both of those kind of ends of the spectrum have the exact same result, which is nothing gets done. Both of those spectrums say, I don't know what I want or I don't know which one to choose. So therefore, the result is they don't choose anything. So what I do is I lead people through the process. And for those who don't know what they want, I help them get clear. And for those who have too many, I have a place in here where they pick the top three and then they have a section right after it that says, once I finish these, then I will also do. And that gives us mentally the ability to say, oh, okay, it's not one thing for the rest of my life. It's just, that's where I'm starting. But it helps people because there's this there's this pressure that people have or this, um, I don't know, how would we say it, this romance almost about these words called life purpose, where people will feel like if my life purpose, every time I think of it, if if the skies don't part and the angels don't sing and a Disney bird doesn't land on my shoulder, then it's not a real life purpose. And so therefore, they think they're doing something wrong or that life doesn't have a purpose for them. And I I hope that my work helps them to say, life purpose means a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It can mean big things, but it can also mean just living your life well. For me, my first life purpose when I started all this was just to get out of debt. Mm-hmm. And look what has happened from that is an entire side career for me where I talk literally all around the country to thousands of people to help them. I didn't know that that was going to happen then. I didn't know that that was even a purpose that I could have. But it was a purpose that was used just through me picking something. So I tell people, just pick something. You can change it later. This is 90 days. On day 91, change it. But at least for 90 days, you have committed yourself to something maybe greater than you are, or maybe just an idea or a goal or an action that you know is going to make your life better. How great is that? How great is that? I'm just reminded, too, as you're talking, you said that you didn't know that this was going to lead to this big kind of whole way of being in your life. But there was a kind of emotional connection that you had with it, that there was something, you had this natural enthusiasm, and that's part of it too, that do you find that we're more connected with whatever goal we have if it's unified within us, that we have a natural 
impulse towards it, that we have some emotional connection with it? Yes. Well, yes, I I believe that very, and that's well said. And where I got that was when I was reading the book, Think and Grow Rich, for the umpteenth time. And then I, uh, something occurred to me, and I reread the book with this something, which I'll tell you in a moment. And then I, I saw, oh, that's what this book really is about. It's not about thinking, growing, riching. It's about passion. Because I realized as I read through the book that nearly every story Napoleon Hill wrote about in that book was not about people setting out to make money. It was about people setting out to do the thing they loved. And in the process of doing the thing they loved, they made money because they did it in a very smart way. He helps people to think about things in a smart way. So when I thought, oh, wait a second, this book is not about thinking and it's not about riches. This book is about growing. This book is about growing into the things that you like about life, the things that you love about life. And for some people, that thing may feel like a very small thing because they've had years of denying it. They've had years of ignoring it, but they still have that thing. I had a woman once at one of my workshops who told me, uh, she said, well, I can't. I can't do my thing. I, I My thing is so silly, I can't do my thing. And I said, well, what is your thing? And she said, I can't even tell you. She was in front of the whole group, and she goes, I can't tell you. And I said, you have to tell us now. <laughs> and she said, well, my thing is I like to garden, but there's no money in gardening. Well, that's right there. One of the things we do is we say, well, it, if we can't see the way that money is attached to the thing. It must not be the thing. And yet, that's the opposite way of how we should look at things. And so um, I said, well, what could you do that would make you happy with gardening? And she said, well, I've always wanted, I have a patch in front of my house I've always wanted to do. And I said, okay, so why don't you do that? So in the course of the class, she just did that one patch, but she did it beautifully. She did it excellently. She did it every day. At the end of the class, near the end of the class, swear to God, this is what happened. She comes to class, the last class, so excited. She goes, guess what? I was working in my garden, and somebody came up and said, I've been driving past your garden every day and see how well you do it. And I have a garden in my house, and I don't really have time to work on it. Can I hire you to come do my garden? I mean, that's how this works. Now, she could have said... For the rest of her life, I love gardening, but it's too silly because I can't make money Mm -hmm. from it. But instead, she said, wait a second. Because I love it, it's important. Mm -hmm. And because it's important, I'm going to spend some time. And by the way, she was only spending 15, 30 minutes a day gardening. It's not like she was spending six hours a day. She had a job. She had a family. So she fit it in where she could. And yet, that was enough. Mm-hmm. That was enough. There, There is that place when you're looking at what your goal might be or what it is you want to pursue that you ask the question you, that you want us to write down, what does this mean for me? Yes. And I, I something, maybe I'm paraphrasing the question, but it's something like that. And it's like you are encouraging us to connect with that energy source. That 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 would motivate us. It's yes. not just writing down a goal. Oh, here's another goal. But you're getting us to go deeper into our our commitment and our enthusiasm about right. it. Well, 
and that again came out of my experience, which was I used to do these um, goals where it was I would like one million dollars, and then nothing would happen. So finally, I realized that the goal I needed to have was something that meant something to me. And since I was so behind the the eight ball financially, my first goal was zero. Just get to zero. Just get to zero. And so because I attached a meaning to the number, it actually is the thing that caused me to wake up every day committed to doing it. I had attached meaning to it. I'm here with Joel Fotinos, and he is the author of My Life Contract, a 90-day program for prioritizing goals, staying on track, keeping focused, and getting results. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. You're listening to New Dimensions. here with Joel Fortinos, and he is the author of My Life Contract. And Joel, let's talk about how we need to start to move towards something, and then there's this mystery. You, you just kind of mentioned it with this woman who started the garden, and she started something. Yes. And how this how life then moves towards her yes. in some way. Can you talk about that, please? Yes. Actually, that's part of the life contract. At the beginning of the book, and you'll notice that the book is really small because, uh, you know, I just wanted the bare essential information. And um, I love that about it. <laughs> it was it was it was a bite sized piece that you gives you an absolute track of, okay, wait a minute, I can do this. It's not full of repeating itself over and over. It's just like you go for the goal. I'm from the Midwest. Just tell us what works. We'll do it. You don't need to fluff it up. (laughs) Don't need to make it pretty. (laughs) Just tell us what to do. But uh, to your question, uh, at the very beginning on page two of the book, I have the life contract map. And I'm a visual person, so having a map helps me immensely. And in the map, at the top of a triangle is your goal. At the bottom left of the triangle is where we are now in our responsibilities in the contract of our life. And on the bottom right corner of the triangle is what I call life. Or people can, people who are spiritually or uh, inclined can call it God or spirit. But I, I'm a businessman. I like life, that thing that's larger than you, and life's responsibilities in the contract. So as we begin to focus on the things in our life, then life can focus on the things that is its responsibility. This is why this is important, because so many of us, me included, want the things that are in life's side of the contract. We want those as our things, and those are how and when. We love to dictate to life, this is exactly how I want my good, and this is exactly when I want it. But that's life side of the contract. Our side of the contract is to decide what it is, to get clear, and then to make a decision, take action, do what you referenced uh, in an earlier segment about what I call C&P, be consistent and persistent. 
Consistent means every single day. Persistent means especially the days you don't want to and to strive for excellence. And when we stop trying to control how and when and instead stay in our lane, stay in our part of the contract, do our part, it's amazing. Now life is free to really uh, work with us instead of try to work against us. The um, uh, A Course in Miracles has a saying that says, infinite patience brings immediate results. <laughs> and that happens only when we're focused on our responsibilities in the contract and not trying to do life's part as well. Right. And, and so when the how and when, let's just talk a bit about the how. I know that my former husband, uh, Michael, who'd passed away several years ago, we used to do many workshops called True Work, doing what you love mm. and loving what you do. And one of the things that he would often say is, whatever you give your fullness to will take you where you need to go. Whatever you give yes. your fullness to will take you where you need to go. That's it. Isn't that great? I mean, and, and that's what you're saying. It's like your our side of the contract is to give that fullness, to to take the steps to move toward it. Yes. And then it it comes back to us in ways. Um, it's also like you you talk about hold the future loosely. Yes. It, you know, it, it may come back in surprising ways. What did this woman who did the garden, did she imagine somebody would drive by and say, can you do my garden? That's probably not what she had in mind. At all. But that's what's so great is we— we want it to look like the way we want it to look like because we know what we know. But life is always greater than us. So when we let go of that, then life can bring us what we want in a way that's even beyond the our own imagination. I mean, I'm all for picturing what you want, having goals, of course, which is what this book is partially about, and kind of having a loose idea of when you would like it to happen, because we, not life, but we need something to get us motivated so we don't put it off till tomorrow. But when we hold that loosely and instead say, you know what, I I, I am not in charge of that part of this contract, so I'm going to just focus on my side of things. It's amazing. It's fascinating, actually, how fast life begins to work. I mean, I have just over the years, hundreds and hundreds of stories of people who have done that very thing. And when they stay focused, life now has something to work with. And I also say in this map too, just to complete it, there's a, the bottom part of the triangle, which is our communication with life. And that is the time where we get to listen and to hear what life is trying to say, which is what actually the workbook part of the program is about. So one of the things that you ha would suggest for us is to sit down and and actually have a conversation maybe once a day. We might include it in our meditation if we're a regular meditator, but to ask life, say, okay, what is what is my goal today? Describe that, that process. Yes. Once once you know what you're going to put as your contract goal, then I ask people, and the bulk of the book is, is the workbook part, I ask people to take just five minutes, six minutes, every single morning, right when you wake up, close your eyes, take some deep breaths, and just say, what is mine to do today? Think about those your goal and say, what is mine to do today? 
and then just write down what is yours to do. And and sometimes it makes total sense, like, oh, you should call this person. Oh, you should fill out this form and send it in. And other times it doesn't make sense at all. Um, I tell a story in, in the book about how it asked me to, to call somebody that was in my past or contact them. And I thought, I haven't spoken or had contact with that person for years. What is that about? But I wrote it down because it came up. Instead of judging it saying, that doesn't make sense, I don't see how it fits, I wrote it down. And then, so the things that come up in that five minutes, you write down, and then you just try to do them that day. And at the end of the day, you just take another two or three minutes and say, what did I do? And you say, did I do it? Yes, no, yes, no. And I always write down the results, too, because I like to see the connecting dots between the two, between the actions I took and the results that happened. In the case of that woman, when I contacted her, I found her on Facebook, because that's how we find everybody now. (laughs) And she says, oh, my, when I contacted her, I said, I'm just voice from the past. And she wrote back and she said, I was just thinking of you. We need a speaker for our business. And, And you popped in my head. Can you do it? And, you know, if I hadn't contacted her, I don't know if she would have thought, wow, he would have been great, but I haven't heard from him in 20 years. Let me find somebody that I can reach easily. And what part of me knew to do that? I don't know what part that is, but that's the part that I like to connect with daily. And that's why I say it doesn't take an hour. Just take five minutes and say, what is mine to do today when you think about your goals or priorities? And and, and when you hear something— that you think, oh, this is off subject. This this doesn't have anything to do with my goal. Still write it down because that's where that mystery comes in. That's right. what I'm trying to to point towards. That that part that that we can't figure out with our rational brain. Right, and thank God. Thank well, God we can't figure God. it out, right? <laughs> right. right, exactly. Or, or life force or whatever you want to a, call it. A friend of mine said to me once years ago, and I never forgot it, he said, I don't know what I don't know. And that shifted a lot for me because I got as far as I could go with what I knew. But when I let myself just say, okay, here's my part of the contract, and I can let go of what I don't know, then I was able to actually do my part better because I wasn't focused on trying to make things happen or trying to get people to see my work or to make money. Instead, I was doing my part of the contract and I was fulfilling things. And that mysterious thing that you're talking about, which all the mystics have talked about and is, is mysterious, and I think it's meant to be mysterious, it then has it has our meddling fingers out of the way and more can be done around us. And um, I love knowing that there's a mystery out there. I just, I once read something and I don't remember where, but it gave me the image of spirit needing you to kind of get out in the corridors of life in order to work that kind of magic. But if you sit in... In, in a chair, just in your own little cubicle, and you never get out of that chair, it's it's harder for spirit to work with you because it, it, those incidental contacts that happen yep. or whatever, it, it just is it just gives more possibilities 
in my opinion, for spirit to work with us. I agree. And actually, the main mantra of my life, I guess you could sum up as these three words, energy follows action. We can say what we want all day long. We can yearn. We can hope. We can read. We can understand it intellectually. We can want. But until action happens, nothing happens. It's potential. It's not actual. And so I spent years of my life in that one-room studio. It was a one-room studio in Marin City, which, by the way, I drove past and I sat, I parked right in front of it. And I just beamed myself back to my, the self of me then. And I just tried to beam my, my you know, love and understanding because that guy, all those years ago, tried so hard. And he, he wanted this so desperately. And, and you know, uh, and, and now to see what happens. So it, it really does change for us, yes. Yes, yes, it does. And the other thing that you mentioned, too, is we're going for excellence, not perfection. Yes. And perfection often, that's a stopper for many of us. Yes, right. Well, um, because I was the person who could never measure up to those perfect people or seemingly perfect people out there. Um, and so I would, I would sign up for every self-help guru and do the weekends and all that. And they seemed like they were so perfect. And they always wanted to have perfect bodies and perfect airplanes and perfect jobs. And it, it always felt like I could never do that. And so as I developed my own process, I realized it wasn't perfection I wanted. It was a sense of excellence, and I love that saying, how you do anything is how you do everything, mm. a Buddha saying. And, I th and what that means is that when I say I want an excellent career with a lot of money, but I'm a wait staff person at a restaurant and I do a crappy job because I hate my job, then there's an inconsistency, incongruity in what I say I want and how I'm acting. Because even though that's not the job I might want, I'm not displaying what I want life to display back to me. So I want life to be excellent to me, but I need to be excellent in life. So even in that job, you need to be excellent. I'm here with Joel Fortinos, and he's the author of My Life Contract. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. You're listening to New Dimensions. here with Joel Fortinos, and he is the author of My Life Contract. 
90-day program for prioritizing goals, staying on track, keeping focused, and getting results. Joel, another thing that you mention in your book and in your teachings is something called mastermind partnerships. Mm, yes. What do you mean by that? What are those? Well, uh, what what Napoleon Hill meant by that when he coined that term basically in his book, Think and Grow Rich, was to have a group of people all focused on their goals help each other. And what he said was, there is more brain power collectively than there is individually. So when you come together with a common goal, then you will be able to help each other, keep each other focused, keep each other accountable. I kind of took that into a, a, a different realm, which is I like doing that, and I have mastermind groups, but I I like masterminding in every possible way. So I also have a mastermind partner who I've been partners with for 13 or 14 years, every single week, three hours a week. We just talk about our processes and our goals and our lives. We don't talk about movies or we don't talk about our spouses or uh, very much or what we did last night. We stay focused on the priorities and we help each other. We know each other now so well that when we feel like the other person is kind of sliding past something, we can say, wait a second here, I think you're missing a point. Or sometimes we help each other see things like, oh, well, that is the answer to what you said you wanted. And we'll say, what? How did that happen? And we can sometimes see things for each other that we can't see for ourselves. And also, um, I talk about prayer partners, and that is just a simple way of connecting with somebody every morning. Uh, I don't talk about it in this particular book. It's a different book. But uh, connecting with somebody every morning for just a few moments and coming together in that highest place and exchanging that um, energy, joining together with someone who knows the best for you and you know the best for them, and just how having somebody keep the high watch for you really does kind of alchemically change the way that you walk through the world because you're not walking through the world by yourself. Now you're walking through the world with people who want good things for you. And I, I will just say, I spent years not feeling that about myself. I felt alone many years. So Yes, and, and our whole culture really is tailored towards that kind of isolation. So it takes some effort to actually find a partner that's going to, or one or two people, maybe a circle, yes. that it will really work for us. So yes. what are what's some of the criteria that one might look for in as we look for people in our lives that would serve as that? Yes. Well, the, the first place most people look is their spouses, their best friends, or their siblings. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, please don't pick any of them. And the reason is, is... Um, uh, because this is a very short story, but there's a Buddha story about uh, the Buddha walking into the village of his youth and the old woman by the river um, waving and calling him by his childhood name. And what the meaning of that story is, she couldn't see the Buddha he became. She could only see the man he was. And that is true of people in our lives, even the, those who love us a lot and do see things for us. They also see all the other stuff. So I recommend to people... Pick people maybe that you admire, but you don't know all that well. Pick people that you see are successful in certain ways or that have a desire for success. Pick people who will commit to their goal as much as you commit to yours. And 
if you have to do it with somebody that you know well, then set boundaries or perimeters so that if you are doing it with a spouse, which I don't recommend, but if you are, that you have rules so that when you are talking about your goals, you never say to the other person, well, gee, you never do that. Mm. Or if you can't even you know, pick up your clothes from the floor, how are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. You never speak in those terms. Um, so find people that are generally wanting um, to reach their goal as much as you want to reach yours. And then after you find one or more people, some people do like groups. I I have a group, but I prefer a one-on-one. Um, either way works. Once you have that in place, then it's setting other parameters and other boundaries. So, for instance, when my mastermind partner and I first started meeting, we decided we were going to meet every week unless there was absolutely no way we could. And we miss very few meetings each year, maybe just a tiny handful. Mm-hmm. We um, go to the same place every single week, which is a restaurant. We um, have parameters about making sure that we spend equal amount of time on each other. Because the biggest complaint I hear from people who get in mastermind partnerships or groups is that they'll say, well, I'm interested in them, but they never ask me questions. So you have to find somebody who is willing to engage with you. And what's interesting is in helping the other person, we actually learn more about ourselves. And in me helping my mastermind partner, I've learned so much about what I want And it has actually helped me more in a way than when we focus on my stuff. So it's important to help each other through this. Set parameters, set uh, boundaries, pick a quiet place where you're not going to be bothered by phone calls, uh, by, you know, uh, maybe children or um, business. Don't be distracted by um, the computer or television. Really find a place. It can be a place in your house. It can be um, sometimes libraries have little rooms that you can um, put your name in and, and reserve for an hour or something like that. Or it can be a park. We use a restaurant because I like food with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you commit to it and you stick with it. And then finally, you just have to have the ability to voice what's not working so that you have free communication back and forth and say, you know what, last week we spent almost the entire time on you can we make this a little more equal or something along those lines? I'm I'm just noticing, like, when you said that you go to this restaurant and uh, and you suggested other places that you could do it, do you feel that, that you kind of build up a field of energy that when you start to enter this space, even if it's a restaurant, if it's consistent, there's something inside of us who who which says, oh, now we're going to do this. Yes, that's a good point. <laughs> you know, yes. it, it, because it of becomes that. It, almost like a trigger or like a Pavlov's dog when you go there. You're right. That's a, I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's exactly right. At that restaurant, we have the same booth. They have our drinks set up for us. And the moment we sit down, we don't stop talking. And it's because you're right. We have made that our place for this. And so the minute we sit down, we're in it. And it builds up a field of energy to, to that enhances the whole process, I, I, I is my experience. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. that and how great is that? 
I mean, how great is that? I mean, we yeah. need all the help we can get. So, yes. you know, to make it, again, easy and more, more and more easy for spirit or for our own personal energy to really be involved. And it's so important to do it, to have that accountability, because I know when I set my goals or just even the things that I want to do or that I say I'll do, to have integrity, I'm going to be seeing my mastermind partner in a few days I better get it done because she's going to ask me, what did you do this week? And I want it, I want to do the things for myself, but I also want to do it because I know the disappointment she'll feel in me if I don't do it. And that feels good in a way because she loves me so much that she doesn't want me to, uh, to slide or stay stuck. And I want the same for her. So that idea of just helping each other and loving each other enough to hold each other accountable is a great, great gift uh, that you can give to someone else and they can give to you. Mm -hmm. And people have taken this book and actually formed groups with it. And I love that idea because there's a parameter and people then can help each other and encourage each other. That's another great gift we give people is encouragement. Right, exactly. And 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 that question that you just came up, wow. The two questions that come up for me is that one might do with their partner or their group is what worked for me this week and what didn't work for mm. me this week. Yes. You know, those two, right. you know, to speak. And, and it also reminds me that as we go along, our, our goals shift slightly because— not our overall goal, but but our daily sort of goals because things come in and they they it's a it's a meandering path in right. some way. Do you? We're, well, yes. I mean that in a good way and that in a, a way that takes us away from what we want. There, we are just inundated in this society with so much stuff that it takes us off track. But at the same time, the path that we take is not linear. It's uh, my friend Tama Keeves says that the inspired path is not a linear path. And I love that because it means that when we connect in the morning, when we sit and say those words or that question, what is mine to do today toward my goals? It's not going to say A, then B, then C. It's going to give you um, ideas and action steps that may or may not take make sense but it will get us there the fast way because now we are not focused on speed. I know that's a paradox, but that's exactly how it seems to work. When we're not focused on how fast, we actually move faster. And um, Exactly. Um, Joel, we're, we're out of time, and I, I want to thank you so much for being part of New Dimensions today. Oh, thank you so much. I'm I'm honored to be here with you. Thank you. I've been speaking with Joel Fotinos, and he's the author of My Life Contract, a 90-day program for prioritizing goals, staying on track, keeping focus, and getting results. And if you want to know more about his work, you can go to his website, joelfotinos.com, and he spells his last name F O. T-I-N-O-S, joelfotinos.com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. You've been listening to New Dimensions.
This is program number 3546. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. You can also subscribe to our free weekly podcasts and find over a thousand hours of audio dialogues in our searchable archive. New Dimensions is produced by New Dimensions Radio in Santa Rosa, California, USA. Our executive producer is Justine Willis-Toms. Our post-production editor is Lou Judson. For over four decades, New Dimensions has been producing weekly conversations at the leading edge. We sincerely thank all of you who have supported us by being members of Friends of New Dimensions as well as members of our affiliate stations. My name is Dan Drayson. On behalf of everyone at New Dimensions whose endeavors make this program possible, I'm wishing you well. New Dimensions Radio is an independent producer supported by listener contributions. To find out more about the program you've just heard, to subscribe to our free weekly newsletter and our New Dimensions and New Dimensions Cafe podcasts, and to access thousands of other programs in the New Dimensions archive, please visit our website, newdimensions.org. That's newdimensions.org. Or call us at 707-468-5215. That's 707-468-5215. Please join us next time as we explore New Dimensions. Thank you.